For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. All right, shout out to the mighty Who That Nation. We in this thing, and like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, but we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping? Shout out to the mighty Who That Nation. Representing the coma, we up in this thing. Much love. All right, this one right here, fam. You know, this is Saturday uh, Saints talk, man. You know, we do uh, coffee with Q. Big ups to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Y'all, please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. By all means, feel free to hit the share button as well, man. We up in this thing over and over again, popping up at the wrong times of the game. You get me? He says, Q, uh, put on five. He says, put five guys on the sled and tell them to push, push, push. Yeah, what's going on here? Hall of Fame practice. What's up, Derek? How you doing, brother? Yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, every damn week is we had a great practice, but... And it just, and we've made a, it's a running gag in the Who That Nation. Now, listen, I'm not riding down on them. I'm just speaking from a, from a historian standpoint for this relatively for this, just this season. And after hearing, and listen, after hearing these, cause I'm playing them, you, I play dozens of these interviews from different people. So we know exactly what they're working on, what they're thinking, and we're not guessing at it. We hear, we're in the loop listening. So what they're saying and what they're saying and what they're doing, it's a disconnect. It's not the same thing, but you're saying the same thing every week, but doing something different every week, which means if you, the coach are saying we need to do this and then the team is not doing that. That's with the coach. That's coaching. Cause the saints have the talent to stop scrambling quarterbacks. They have the talent to stop a guy from running 200 yards on. 
They got the ability. That all goes back to coaching. So you're absolutely right. Here's Carmichael. Y'all put one if y'all can hear. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Great. When when you're looking at uh some of these these deep. Good. How you doing? Great. When, when you're looking at uh, some... All right, we're having problems with old Pete, man. Pete ain't. Let me see if I can kind of reset this thing here, fam. Give me a second. Let me kind of refresh it here and see what old Pete Carr. We're, gonna, we're not going to play all of it, fam. We're just going to hear a few minutes of this, and then we'll get right into our, um, our preview of the Giants matchup right here. If it, if it continues to kind of stank up, then we'll move right into it. When, when you're looking at uh, some of these these defenses you're playing, what's kind of your view of uh, a lot of these teams playing the, like the shell coverage, taking away Come on. the shots? You see more of that? Uh, I think it's a, it's a mix. I think. Where is that? Hold on. Yeah, hold on for a second, fam. Hold on. Let's see if I can find it. Um, for whatever reason, we having problems playing it on that player. Hold on just a second here. Let's see if I can find that for you. Uh, maybe not. Thing I would say that you see a lot more now is is the variety from a certain defense, meaning that uh, you know a lot of coordinators pay attention to how much, how many times they're in maybe this coverage, and then you look at the percentages. Oh, uh, this is twenty-two percent. This is twenty. This is eighteen, and then another. other things but i think the uh, teams do a good job mixing it up and some of that could also be dependent on uh your personnel maybe trying to take away some some deeper throws and or the down and distance was that the case last week and a lot of, like a lot of derek's targets were like underneath stuff yeah i think uh i'll just I'll, I'll just say that uh you know i i can be more aggressive as a play caller so i'll just say that a couple of weeks ago, Derek said we should ask you guys about like his report card. Now you guys are grading him out. How, how have you guys graded him out? Yeah, I think that uh, you know when when you look at it, listen, everybody's got uh, you know every game is different. I think that every game you pay attention to. Hey, here's you know a select group of plays. You know you, you watch the whole film together, but there's obviously a good you know say hey, here's ten or twelve clips. I want to make sure we're really looking. I would just at. But I think that he's he's doing what we're asking him to do. When you say you should be more aggressive, uh, is that necessarily true against that kind of defense? I think oh, back to the was, I, game earlier this year. Well, I think that uh, you know we didn't. There wasn't that many throws downfield. We had the one to Chris, okay. the, the go route, and then uh, 
one that AT called. We had a couple other called that, you know, we ended up checking the ball down or uh, didn't get to it. But I think that uh, overall, yeah, came out of that game thinking I probably could have given our, our guys some more opportunities downfield. And, uh, you know, we know we, were, we knew we were playing a good defense and uh, obviously our defense was playing very well. And so really we didn't want to, we didn't want to turn the ball over in that game and, and give them good field position. Can, can Rashid's speed change some of the, the looks you guys get or, or even just the depth? Yeah, I, I think teams pay attention. You know, as you, I'm not talking specifically this week, but when you watch any defense, a lot of times if you have a guy that's a threat, you know, either sometimes the corners will play off or maybe they'll roll the coverage to them and have one underneath and one above. So obviously uh, that can be dependent on player as you're studying film. When you watch a certain team on offense against the defense you're getting ready to play and you might say, oh, there's a, a fast receiver and they're trying to double him, take him away, however they're trying to do it. You're facing another defense that blitzes a lot, and, and obviously the last time against Minnesota, you guys didn't get off to a great start. Is there anything you can take from what you learned from that game? Yes, yeah, I think so. I think uh, obviously. That's enough right there for Pete, man. It's the video messing up anyway. But listen, uh, he mentioned one of the sticking points of this interview, and it's only like four minutes, was the fact that he did mention that he needs to be more aggressive in his play calling. I agree. You know, I mean, it, it, you got to let it out right now. It's four, four games remaining. You need everything. You need it all. You, it's not. It's no time for this conservative nonsense. You got to, you know, whatever you need to do to get the offense to make it more explosive, get it out of there. You know, make it, let, let's just let's just go. And he mentioned being more aggressive. People have been saying that the entire year about Pete Carmichael's play calling. But some kind of way, despite some of these worst losses that we had and how funky the offense looks like, he reserved his fair. He he did receive his fair share of criticism and rightfully so. He's in control of that unit. You know, so, I mean, he has him and the quarterback has to get on the same page. Ronald Curry is a part of that as well. They got to get on the same page, man. No doubt about it. But it's, it's really strange, man, that we finally seen that. But like I said, there is no more time for any of this. Yes, indeed. More aggression is definitely needed, especially with the offense, man. We need to get that going. All right, Brent, thank you, bro. Says you can hear it in his voices, Q, uh, in her voices, Q. They have low expectations. That's the root of willful ignorance and a lack of creative planning. We can't change their expectation. Time for changes. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. me all right. Thank you, bro. Appreciate the super chat, sir. Much love. Shout out to y'all guys. Appreciate you, brother. Prime, I see you, brother. JLJ504HD. Shout out to you. Salute, bro. Appreciate you for being in the building. All right. My boy, Big Low. Shout out to my dog, Low, in this thing as well. Big ups to everybody, man. Appreciate y'all. Please hit the like button. All right. So anyway, let's move on, family. Let's get into the, the preview matchup between the Giants and the Saints. Of course, the Saints, we know six and seven, three and three at home. Giants five and eight, two and five on the road. They've won several matchups in a row. DeVito, the young quarterback, is there uh, for them, as you can see, three in a row by them. And they've been a scrappy team, man. And, and they are believing uh, in this young quarterback. And can they really do uh, what a lot of people expecting them to do against the New Orleans Saints, which is upset? Now, a lot of what's going on with the black and gold, man. Is is this should be a win for the Saints, right? It should be. And I'm not going to say it will be, but it should be a win for the Saints. You know, you got an undrafted rookie quarterback that's there that is uh, taking the New York area by storm. He's won three games as a starter there. And you can see his numbers right here. 
eight touchdowns, three interceptions, regardless or not, the dude is still basically an undrafted rookie running around having some fun. Well, the reality is we just got we got to take care of business against this dude. But the but the Saints, which really crucial about this is the fact that the Giants propose a de- they propose definitely threat to the Saints winning this matchup because this quarterback, DeVito, couldn't move around. That's something the Saints have shown an inability to stop. They've actually got worse toward the back end of the season of stopping and corralling scrambling quarterbacks, people that's you know that can move around and uh, you know buy time to find wide receivers up the field uh, to be able to extend plays so they can make things happen down the field. And then of course you pair that with the fact that you have a guy like Saquon uh, uh, Barkley that's on the team that is a battling ram of a guy. You have to worry about him as well. So he's available there. They still have some wide receivers that can that can hurt the Saints. And like I said, secondary wise, I'm not that much concerned. But where my my concerns lie is on the, the Giants' running attack with Barkley and the scrambling ability of Devito, which are two things the Saints right now haven't shown that they can stop, especially of, as of recent. So that is why I'm saying, okay, this team offensively speaking, hit the Saints in key weaknesses that they have not shown that they can stop. I, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me, but that is the issue. Now, a lot of people think the Giants, I mean, going to lose this game to the Saints. And like I said, the Saints have this game at home. It's the third of three home games, it's three home games that the Saints have had. The Detroit lost, they beat Carolina, and now they have an opportunity to deal with the Giants. And then Thursday, they have the Rams on Thursday night football. So the Saints, they have to be about the business. They have to be about the business and taking care of things. No doubt about it. So anyway, let's look into a little backdrop on the game here, fam. As you talk about Brian DeBold is their coach, 14 and 15 and one in his second year with this team. Last game, 24-22, win over the Green Bay Packers. The Saints, Dennis Allen, 13 and 17 as the head coach in his second year. His career mark is 21 and 45. That's his career mark. Last game, a 28-6 win over the Carolina Panthers. So they give you the series breakdown between the two, two teams. It shows you a lot what's going on from a historical standpoint. But really and truly, what it comes down to is simply simple football. The Saints can't turn the ball over. That's what it basically comes down to. No turnover for the black and gold. They cannot afford to turn any of the turn the ball over. Uh, they got to play with some intelligence. They got to also be able to learn to run the football. That's another thing that we talk about that we would hope that the Saints could be able to execute. They have to be able to. Uh, it's a lot of stuff, man. You know, and we say this. We say this stuff damn near every week about the Saints and being able to uh, turn the football over. Let's look at some. Let's get familiar with some of these people. Let me pull out the depth chart for the for the. Giants right here so you guys can see it all right we know about Tommy DeVito done draft the guy got all them lit up uh three game winning uh, streak Barkley's a threat you also have Beretta there's another little good running back they mix them up Darius Slayton was a guy the Saints had an op you know that they were looking at. without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. And from time to time, he's there. Wendell Robinson's the other one. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I received a Hyatt, it's the speedster there, and you see other guys involved. So they've got an interesting mix of talent. Tight end is Daniel Bellinger right there. As Darren Waller is listed on the IR. The Lion Thomas. Pugh is questionable. You see the rest of their guys there. And Evan Neal, the right tackle, is listed as doubtful. So that might be an issue. You might see Tyre Phillips get out there and play in the game as well. From a defensive standpoint, we look at them with Ashawn Robinson. He's a former Alabama guy. Lawrence is questionable for the, the matchup, the big interior defensive tackle. Award, the right end is interesting. Ojalari is pretty special. And you see the rest of the people. K- K- uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is just special. Awesome. From a secondary standpoint, you can see Jackson, Pennick, McKinley, Banks, and, and uh, Cordell Flott is listed on the injury report as well. I think he is doing all right. Uh, I think I want to remember that I've seen him uh, on an injury report. I think he's he should be good to go in the game. Here's some of the statistics from their team, as you can see. Uh, we already showed Danny DeVito. We know Jones is out, so DeVito is in the matchup. Un- in six games played with DeVito, uh, this is his career statistics right now, as you can see. Uh, the second line right here, uh, he's averaging like uh, his completion percentage is just under 66 percent, 855 total yards. He's averaging seven yards per throw when he's back there. His average is 142 and a half yards per game doing this thing. Eight touchdowns uh, against three interceptions is rated is 96 in the half. And of course, we know that he can scramble as well. He's the third best guy on the team in terms of running the ball or scrambling with the ball. He averages five yards every time he scrambles six play six games, 31 scrambles, 154 yards, which is a five yard average per scramble. And he even got a touchdown. So they break down his numbers according to those six games. And he averages almost 26 yards scrambling per game. He did have a fumble on one of those. uh, He had two fumbles in it, but still in all, you got a guy that can, that can throw it and run it. So you have to be mindful of that. And of course we look at Saquon as the top dude, 783, uh, three rushing touchdowns averages just over 78 yards per game. It's top wide receiver is Slayton. He has 34 catches off of 55 targets averages over 13 yards per catch. One touchdown thus far. Waller's on the IR. Wandale is the next dude with 42 catches. Well, actually, he's the the leader. Wendell, uh, Wendell Robinson is actually the leader reception-wise as far as the two of them things. Averages over eight yards per catch and one touchdown. Then it's uh, then it's uh, Slayton uh, after that. So it's uh, 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 Wendell Robinson, and then it's Darius Slayton. So and then it carries on. Then you see guys like Saquon Barkley, who also catches the ball out the backfield. He has 31 grabs for them as well. So, I mean, it's interesting, man, when you look at, some of the stuff that we see going on with the team. I don't know what happened right there. Oh, let me see what happens here. All right. I don't know why I did that, but yeah, it's, it's, we going to have to kind of focus on getting this together to be honest with you, fam. We got to do a better job uh, of protecting. Cause that's something that these people are going to utilize. And of course you look at 
uh, what they got dealing with the tackles, the top tackler for the team. Uh, and all together is Bobby, I hope I pronounced his name right, Okariki. He has 75 tackles right there and doing his thing. Top sacker is Kavion Thibodeau. The dude has 11 and a half sacks on the year. He gets after you. He makes things happen. And he's just a dude that just tears it up. He has three forced fumbles on the season. So Kayvon Thibodeau is a wildebeest. 11 and a half sacks. You got to watch out where that dude is. They're real, real opportunistic on how they use Thibodeau. So the Saints have to be, they have to be aware of where that guy is at all time. Dexter Lawrence is that interior threat. He has four and a half sacks on the season there. So, I mean, there, there you have it with some of that. So, we got to be on the guard and watch out for that guy. You got several players, multiple uh, interceptions for the uh, team. And really, it's nothing true, really special in terms of the Giants. You know, they got some players here or there that, uh, you know, that garner some interest. But in the long scheme of things, fam, to be honest with you, uh, they have some players. But I'm really concerned just about that aspect of the game between the Saints and uh, the the Giants, they have to figure out a way to kind of stop DeVito from moving around, and they have to punish and stop the Saints, I mean, the Giants from running the football. That's what it comes down to. Outside of that, for the Saints, as far as the Saints are concerned, it's all in the hands of the Saints quarterback, Derek Carr. Perhaps if we can get them to learn how to run the ball, Elvin Kamara, at this point with a month worth of games remaining, has 564 rushing yards. I mean, let me ask you all in the chat. Do y'all think Elvin Kamara gets a thousand yards before the end of the season, fam? Y'all put in the chat. Let me know what y'all feel about how y'all feel about that. Do you think Elvin Kamara gets a thousand yards in, in four games? You got 564 right now. That's, I thought he would have a lot more than that, but they're just showing you how they underutilizing him. Derek Carr currently through 13 games for the black and gold. He's seven, uh, 20, uh, 270, uh, excuse me, 279 from 420, which is 66.4%. Just under 2,900 yards throwing on the season, 13 touchdowns against seven interceptions. He's been sacked 25 times in a rating of 89.4. Kamara, as you can see, his statistics, 10 games, 145 carries, 564. He has five rushing touchdowns there. And, of course, behind him is Taysom Hill with 346. Jamal Williams has 190. In nine games, 190 for Jamal Williams. And Jamal Williams doesn't even have a rushing touchdown. That, it, to me, is crazy. He had 18 of them with Detroit. We know that was in the starting capacity, but even in a complimentary role with the Saints, he has zero rushing touchdowns. He missed some games, but he's been available for quite a few games. But not having a rushing touchdown, hmm, that's, that's really interesting. They go from 18 to none. Wow. Chris Olave is the top target for the Saints. 72 catches for him for 918, just shy of 1,000 yards, averaging 13 yards per catch, four touchdowns for Chris Olave. Questionable list for this game with the ankle issue. I, it's going to be a game-time decision. That's what Allen said. Rashid Shahid will be available. 33 catches for him. He averages six over 16 yards per catch, three touchdowns for Rashid Shahid. Michael Thomas is obviously out of that. Elvin Kamara is the guy. He has 63 catches, so he's like the – Second guy underneath him. So 63 catches for Elvin in the matchup. So it's just such a weapon, 402 yards there. And he has one receiving touchdown. That is unbelievable to me that Elvin Kamara has one receiving touchdown, one receiving touchdown. But then again, you think about you got Elvin Kamara for the majority of these games. And, you know, he missed the suspension early on, but he has one 
So Jamal Williams has zero rushing touchdowns after having 18 last year. And Elvin has one receiving touchdown. That's crazy to me, despite the fact that, you know, you know who Elvin Kamara is. To the Saints defense, Demario Davis is there. 92 total tackles for Demario Davis. There, you can see the solo targets there. But Pete Werner is underneath him with 69. That's interesting. Demario Davis is second on the team with sacks with five and a half. We know Granderson's been playing knockdown, drag out football. 62 total tackles. He has six and a half sacks on the season. Where is Cam Jordan in the mixture? Cam Jordan, man, is he ain't racking up the sacks, man. Cam has uh, 38 total tackles and two sacks this year with a month worth of games left. How many sacks does Cam get? He's, he's messing around. He got an ankle issue. So anyway, the reality family that we have to look at when we're dealing with uh, the matchup between the Saints and the Giants is from a Saint perspective, the Saints, no, please, no turnovers. Being disciplined in the dome, controlling the pre-snap penalties, the things that you can control, the pre-snap penalties, the false starting, guys being confused on what they need to do. We need to eliminate that or keep that down as much as we can. We got to be able to execute uh, and, you know, come out, you know, set the tone of the game with the first opening possessions, come out and march the field, get a score, kind of, uh, you know, shock the Giants, so to speak. We have to be able to execute and being able to run the ball. That's a part of it. Now, like I said, it sounds good because a lot of the Saints offensive linemen are still there. But it's just they have not been able to put it together uh, over the season effectively enough. And it's the thing uh, that you look at with the Saints. You, consistency uh, is a big problem with this team. And that's because they're undisciplined. Di- consistency is a byproduct of discipline. If you're disciplined enough, then you will be consistent. You will be thorough. Because you, the discipline, would drive you to be, a, uh, you know, to pay attention to detail. And the devil's in the details, right? We know that the errors are in the details. You clean up these things, stop doing these things, and you will have success. So that's the problem with the Saints. I'm like, he was wrong with the Saints. They're not a disciplined team. They play here sometimes and, and none on this other side. Sometimes the defense, the defense shows up, the offense doesn't show up. Special teams kicking, doing anything, and it's just they don't put it together. And it's really strange. Like, if you're a veteran-led team, this team is not a – a young team per se is led by guys that are veterans. You got a quarterback that's been in the league for a decade, been in there for 10 years. He's supposed to have seen everything should be, should be able to make the throws knows what he's doing. If he's making a hundred plus million dollars a year, we got a, a offensive line that's been playing together for the last several years. So it's no reason why they that funky, where they should be that disjointed. The communication should be there. It's not a line we just put together two years ago. Those guys have been playing together for years now in the same system. There should be no reason for all of this confusion. A guy's not doing what they're supposed to do. Not, a, not you know, you see what I'm saying? There's no reason for this. So that's the problem with the Saints. Like a lot of people have doubt with the Saints because the Saints ain't showing no consistency. You know, we're not, you're not showing attention to detail and teams that don't show discipline and attention to detail. They're not going that far, man. Cause you're going to usually meet a team that does do that. You're going to meet a team that's on an off code team. Can't beat an on code team. No time, nothing. It's a hundred to, Oh, uh, <laughs> it's a hundred to nothing undefeated. It's not going to work. If you got an off code team versus a code team, a team that's codified, they know what they're doing. They're going to beat them every time. 
And that's the problem. The Saints are not on code all the time, and that's an issue. And they're not consistent at what they do. And that's the maddening and frustrating thing about this because usually the, the devil's in the details and as usually is coaching. So if you got a flawed coaching technique where you're not disciplined, you're not making them do what they're supposed to do. And if they screw up or this explaining, and if they keep doing it, penalize them by taking them in and out to take them out the game, make them lose reps. If you can't do that and make them work correctly, then you need to be fired. The coach needs to go because most of the time it could just be the coach, the, the, uh, the development or the position coach not instructing properly. Or either change it up and put somebody else there and see what it looks like. You know, none of that happened. So that's why people have a problem with the Saints. People ask like, what's up with the Saints? Why y'all having such a, because of that, I'm telling you. They're not a disciplined team. They're not an intention to detail consistent team. And that's why they lose to a Green Bay Packer team that you was beating. And and then 11 minutes, uh, you know, 11 minutes to the game ends. And do you let them score 18 points and you was up by 17 to nothing? That's what undisciplined teams do because that's never supposed to happen. That's ne- You're up 17 points, and then in 11 minutes, not even a full quarter, you give up 18 points to lose the game. That's what undisciplined, dumb teams do. They, they have a ton of pre-snap penalties. They, you know, they're dis- miscommunication between quarterback and wide receivers, offensive linemen. Don't block together in harmony to set up the holes so Elvin Kamara can get through there and make things happen. And that's where it's confusion. It's confusion. If it's an organized team, confusion doesn't exist there because everybody knows what they need to do. So, I mean, this is this is just facts, man. I'm hitting people with the facts and telling y'all the God honest truths about what's going on with this team. And the reason why they like that is because you got a coach on top of the team that is not a disciplinarian. He's not that. He's not attention to detail. I've been saying this for some time now. You can't get away from that. It won't magically, it, w- it won't appear magically out of the air somewhere. And then all of a sudden he's attention to detail. All of a sudden he's a disciplinarian and his message is sticking from game to game. It won't happen like that. He has, he has to make a change in philosophy. He being the head coach has to make a change in philosophy and then have a certain set of rules and guidelines that he's going to follow by. And if players step out of line, no matter who they are, they're subject to that. If guys are ho- grabbing face masks and pre-snapping and doing all this, this crap that hurts the team, they need to sit down for a couple of reps. You see what I'm saying? There's a, there is, if, if there is an issue, you can't let guys as false start and keep playing. There's no accountability there. Once again, he's not accountable. So these type of coaches don't usually go for because you need to have those other really good intangibles to be able to have success long range. And that's not just in football. That's in life. A consistent person going to be the inconsistent person all the time. That's just commonsensical. A coded person going to be the off-code per- person all the time. If there's a group of uh, off-code people, the code people going to beat them every time. That's just what it is. You can't exist outside of that reality. So, I mean, in the end, that's what it is. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.